Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, 5 foot 2, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K show. It is Friday Eve. Thank you Jesus. <laughs> You don't recognize that silly voice sitting in tonight for our uh, sick friend, DJ Sesame Broccolini, is our old friend, DJ Carrot Sticks. Yeah, yeah, Sticks in the Mix. Sticks in the Mix, baby. Yes, it's always a pleasure, and I always learn so much, actually, while I do your show. So well, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you've learned so far, and if y'all missed last hour, here's a little lesson for y'all, too. Uh, you've learned what the sedition hunters are here in the U.S. And if you missed last hour, you're going to have to download the podcast wherever you get your pods. And you learned of a great movie that you need to watch. And let me tell you, I know you you will love the movie The Naked Prey starring Cornell Wilde. It was a movie from the 60s that used to replay. Back, remember back, do you remember back when TV used to like replay, rerun a lot of the same old movies over and over? Yeah. It was like a, a classic movie like on Turner Broadcast, TBS. Or, you know, they, and then TBS came, TBS came out with its own uh, Turner Classic movie channel. It was one of those movies that would replay uh, once a year or so, and I absolutely loved it. Um, so I'm glad that I can teach you some things, uh, youngin. There's um, a couple other, there's a lot of movies. That, that theme has come yeah. back a, a bunch. I don't know yeah. if that was the original one, but I think there was one with maybe Anthony Hopkins. And also, uh, I don't know, there's been a couple other ones where it's, you know, the, a hunter becomes the hunted on some island or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, I love those kind of movies. Yeah, I like yeah, them too. Jason Bourne, the, you know, the Bourne series was he was being hunted by our government, right? And he didn't know what his identity was. I remember reading the book, uh, The Bourne uh, Identity, when I was a kid. Um, speaking of military, by the way, in the U.S. government, there's breaking news tonight. Um, we are on the brink of World War III. Just so you know. Meanwhile, nobody knows where Joe Biden is. I think he's been missing. He hasn't been seen in three days. Uh, SecDef Austin uh, didn't tell Joe Biden for months. We still don't know the extent of his prostate cancer. What we know is he went AWOL and was in the intensive care and didn't tell anybody after prostate cancer surgery went bad. So we've got, a, we've got an AWOL uh, commander-in-chief right now. Well, he's AWOL mentally no matter where he is. And we've got a secretary of defense with, you know, struggling with cancer. We've got our joint chiefs are, um, are literally, you know, working on, on the next, you know, drag queen event on a base somewhere. Meanwhile, tonight, the U.S., uh, this uh, reported tonight, quote, the U.S. military has launched strikes against multiple Houthi targets in Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen, an official told CNN uh, the strikes are from fighter jets and Tomahawk missiles. So what happened apparently is that uh, the Houthis, you know, um, basically said um, they had warned Saudi Arabia, Qatar and the UAE that if they opened uh, their airspace to the U.S. and the U.K., that they were officially at war. The Houthis have been popping off and dropping some, you know, uh, there's been some activity with them, drone strikes and different things. And so now the U.S. is bombing the Houthis. So this could go really bad for us really quickly. 
We're in an election year. We've got no opposition party to the Democrats. We've got a Republican party that's continuing to fund everything that they want, including a a proxy war in Ukraine. We had to send Ukraine. uh, We didn't have to, but we sent them munitions at one point that literally were in violation of not the Geneva Conventions, I can't remember what it was, because according to the Biden, uh, these were illegal uh, munitions. And reportedly, we had to send it to them because our stockpiles of munitions were that low. And yet we're dropping bombs. Now, of course, I believe that we have to defend ourselves. And in this case, the Houthis have been attacking the U.S. But the problem is, is we're broke. We've got a military that's gone trans. We've got a, a, a we've got a Secretary of Defense with cancer. We got the rest of our DOC, DOD suffering the cancer of wokeism, and a commander in chief that would do anything he could to try to keep the Democrats in power in November. And I mean anything that they could. Carrot sticks. Um, are you nervous at all about national security? Well, in a possible war, m- mainly because who our commander in chief is. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that we are perceived as weak, um, yeah. especially to our, you know, our enemies. And then there's so many of our, you know, enemies out there, countries that are against us that have money that are funding these other groups. So, yeah. you know, like the Houthis who are getting backed money by Iran, um, mm-hmm. You know, so it is scary right now because I don't trust um, who's in office and their qualifications. And like I said, I, I think other countries perceive us as being weak right now. Well, we are weak. We're completely weak uh, from a variety of different standpoints. We're weak uh, militarily. We're weak um, economically because economic strength is national is, is national security strength. We've, we're, we're weak in the sense that we've got a completely open border where we have, uh, according to recent record, we don't even know how many. We know we have at least 75,000 special interest aliens uh, that are designated that because they come from terror infested countries. We know that we've got these military uh, aged men coming in groups from China. There was one video, it was not far from here, sticks where these, there's all these military aged uh, Chinese men holding these weird briefcases. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, we know hundreds and hundreds, I think over 400 terrorists from the on the terror watch list have been apprehended. We don't know where they are because there's catch and release going on around this country. There are millions, for, and they're all coming here from 150 countries, mostly military age men. At best case, they're, they're child and sex traffickers or fentanyl traffickers. Uh, worst case, they're terrorists coming here. In fact, it's, it, it, there was uh, the insanity. I can't remember what state it was the other day that, or, or if it was in Boston. I think it might have been in Boston area. Um, they're starting to get overrun because the Republican governors are being smart and saying, you know what, you're doing this to try to overwhelm the country. And trying to keep and trying to turn uh, the red border states solidly blue by expecting us to keep them here. And we're not. We're going to send them all around the country to try to show all these non-border states exactly what the real crisis is. Right. Um, I think I think it's in Boston where they're asking the locals to use extra rooms to house the illegals 
How dumb would you have to be, carrot sticks, to be willing to do that? that that's yeah. I, I mean, I don't get that at all. I mean, if anything, why first you should house the homeless Americans. I mean, we've and, got and our veterans and our veterans. Yeah, we've got we got millions of homeless people out there that come from that were born here. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't get that at all. And then uh, you, uh, op- they're opening it up for a whole can of worms because you let someone into your house and if they're nefarious, they do something bad or whatever, then who do you blame? If you let a stranger at all come into your home, I think you're crazy. But an illegal alien who committed a crime coming into this country, we have no idea of the millions coming here. What percentage of them are terrorists? What percentage of them are child traffickers? What percentage of them are rapists? There's a rapist tree or a rape tree, as they call it, with covered in panties of women that were raped. There was a young girl that had 74 different sets of DNA inside of her. 74. That's the kind of people coming across this border. You are insane if you are allowing them. We're insane for allowing this to go on in our country. If you bring any of them into your home, you really need to have your head examined, like literally. Speaking of of having heads examined, what has happened to Senator John Fetterman? It's like, I don't know if you remember this uh, back in the day when the TV would be on the fritz and you'd go whack it and, the, and the, hit it. And then like the screen would come back. I'm wondering if that's like if it did Fetterman have another stroke and it like cleared things up. I mean, legitimately, I'm not making fun of him. I'm thinking some because he is so sharp and saying some of the smartest stuff coming out of anybody in both in either House of Congress. So we're going to take a break. We come back. I'm going to play. Y'all may be really surprised to hear the latest thing. I know I was. I'm almost feeling bad for any criticism I ever leveled. You can wear a hoodie all day long if you're going to start saying this kind of smart uh, politics. Wait till you, you hear John Fetterman coming up. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Do you guys think we're looking at World War III? You can uh, look tonight and see all over the Internet the strikes taking place. Recordedly, the Houthis are responding with ballistic missiles. Um, I think we need to be on our knees in prayer for this country and for our safety right now, particularly given, as Carrot Stick said in the last segment, uh, who we have in uh, leadership in this country. Um, and then we were talking about the border. If you missed last segment or any part of the last hour, any part of the show, uh, we're getting into some good stuff here, and we want you to be a part of the show. Download the podcast wherever you get it. Email me at andreacasher.com. I want to hear your thoughts on this stuff. I want to hear your concerns about World War III potentially being underway, what you think that might look like, what you think we should be. And it's certainly not something we're hearing enough about on the campaign trail. Um, if you're following any of the DeSantis team, all they're doing is talking about Trump bad, Trump bad all day long. Uh, we're at a crisis point in this country in part because our open border. Um, but before I talk a little bit more about the border, I want to talk about leadership because Senator John Fetterman has really been surprising me. Just last week, he said, um, Look, any, anybody, you know, we're the, the border is open and it's a crisis. And I don't know why anybody would try to pretend 
that it isn't. That's almost word for word of what he said. And then today he was in a conversation. Somehow he was at a podium and he was asked about uh, the subject of of Israel being accused of genocide came up because I think because he's a Democrat, he's being expected to be pro Hamas. Right. And um, his his comments surprised a lot of people, including me. Carrot sticks, if you can play the Fetterman clip. Who are we? Who are they really fighting? It's a group of cowards. They hide in tunnels. They hide behind civilians. They attack, kill, and mutilate children, women, and they do that. Stop talking about proportion on that. They shot their best shot on October 7th, and they would have taken more lives if they couldn't do that, but they couldn't do it. And now let's also talk about that. Now we're talking about genocide. And now South Africa now is now bringing that kind of a, a trial. Maybe South Africa being able to sit this one out when they're talking about criticizing. <laughs> wow. Uh, good for him saying, you know, you talking about genocide. Let's talk about who Israel is fighting. We're talking about people that slaughter children, atrocities against women. Don't be talking to me about proportion because that's what we're hearing. Oh, uh, the poor, you know, victims over in Palestine. No, no. 90 something percent of the Palestinians are completely on board with Hamas. In fact, there was uh, new uh, information that came out this week showing the school programs for children to be trained into being Hamas terrorists. So don't tell me anymore about these Palestinian people being innocent victims. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see children bombed. Who's responsible for that? The Palestinians. So he's absolutely right about that. And I guess South Africa has been popping off against Israel. And he correctly told them to sit down and shut up because what he was referring to there was, was the genocide against white farmers taking place in South Africa. That's what he was referring to there. Hey, I got to give credit where credit's due. And yeah, he was still struggling a little bit uh, with some of his words there. But, you know, I got to give credit when somebody's saying the right stuff and when somebody is on the right side of an issue. And and what's happening on October 7th, and conservatives have not been enough. He's more on the right side of this Israel situation and has been even than a lot of conservatives. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but I was talking, I was busting Candace Owens and Tucker Carlson for the fact that they had a little love fest, both of them talking about how what happened on October 7th, uh, yeah, it's really sad for, you know, Jews and really the only Jews in America who care about it, care about it because they own property there, have family there, that this is just something that happened overseas. What? Those are supposed to be two of two of our brightest conservative minds, and they can't connect the dots and see that what happened on October 7th is a part of a global war against Western civilization on the part of Islamist. It's Islamic terrorism. When Iran chants to their children, death to Israel in school, the great Satan, we're the great Satan and Israel's the little Satan. They teach their children to chant death to America and death to Israel. We're one and the same to them. We're both the infidels because the reality is, is Islam is not compatible with any other religion or any other political system because Islam truly is a political system cloaked in a religious ideology. Got to give a a hat tip to him. Uh, Speaking of the border, though, 
Do you guys remember yesterday? I'm not sure if I mentioned it on last night's show, but um, Hunter Biden crashed the contempt hearing yesterday. And one of the Democrats, Representative Jayapal, mistakenly said, I didn't play the clip because, you know, she was like, you know, instead of talking about all of this, can't, we should be talking about how Trump is inciting an erection. And then she caught herself and laughed. So honestly, I wasn't going to use it against her. But now Sister Friend has gone really stupid. That was just an honest mistake, even though the politics behind it were stupid. But she literally is, is stupid enough to think that she can gaslight the American people tonight by saying that the Biden administration has been so heavy handed in securing the border that she's actually uh, concerned about it. Uh, Carrot sticks, if you can play the clip, it's a uh, second from the bottom on the stack. There is so much fear mongering going on that it is difficult to know exactly where to start. But let me say this first, the Biden administration is enforcing immigration laws. In fact, the administration has been so heavy handed in recent months that I have serious concerns about how they are conducting border enforcement. What? Mayorkas said. Literally said. That somebody being in this country illegally is not going to trigger enforcement of immigration laws. What does that mean? That means coming here illegally. Is not your you your crime that you committed coming here illegally is not going to be enforced. That's what it means, and that's what's going on. The estimate is somewhere between ten and fifteen million illegal aliens that have come in here. Don't sit here and pee on my leg in the words of the great Judge Judy and tell me it's raining, and tell me that they're enforcing the laws. They're not. And you can't continue to gaslight the American people like that when we have school kids in New York that are being locked in their homes with, quote, remote learning, just like what happened in COVID, so that the schools can be used to house illegal aliens. That's insane. And the residents of Chicago, I could, I tried to pull the clip, but, you know, I, uh, Sticks has too much to do to, you know, have to bleep out every other word of the F-bomb being dropped. But this black woman out of Chicago is so angry at the illegals being brought there and what it's doing to the black community. Well, let me tell y'all, I don't feel sorry for you, lady, because y'all keep voting for Democrats at the, st at the state local level, at the state level, and at the presidential election, uh, uh, the uh, national level. Now, she says the Democrats, uh, black voters are waking up to it. Well, you've got an opportunity to prove it. And she says that the Democrats are, you know, the whole great replacement theory is supposed to be a theory. Guess who's feeling it? Guess who's feeling being replaced? It's the black voter. That's who's being replaced. And they're starting to wise up to it. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Jill Biden. Let's talk Dr. Jill. Dr. Jill went and made the rounds today. And let's just say John Fetterman sounds much more cognitively aware than Jill Biden. Stay tuned. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. Andrea K. 
bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Something that's gone viral. I couldn't replay the clip of it for you guys because um, it wouldn't make sense just with the audio. But, okay. Um. And I know you're going to have some fun with this, but well, have you followed uh, Carrot Sticks, the story of Alaska Airlines? You know the flight where a whole chunk of the of the plane fell off, and a kid almost got sucked out. Yeah, and you familiar with that, right? Yeah, and what a what a blessing, or that the yeah. two people weren't in those chairs. The two of the chairs got sucked out, or something, or yeah, so I guess they were empty. A, a, a child's clothes got sucked out, but he didn't. That was crazy. Another crazy aspect of the story is that that um, a, an iPhone was recovered after it fell 16,000 feet. It was still working. Um, it wasn't even cracked. It, oh, I didn't hear that. It wasn't no. even cracked. They said, how could that be? When you, If you drop it out of your pocket, it could crack. No, the screen, wow. the, the screen wasn't cracked. That's it, it must have landed on something really soft. I don't know. Like. A pile of feathers, a feather bed. I don't know how that happened, but it's crazy. Even crazier than all that is this video that's gone viral today of the dream team of Alaska Airlines. And it shows a group of women at an Alaskan Airlines event called the Dream Team. And they start coming out one by one. And let me tell you, let me describe them for you. Think Roseanne Barr back during the days of Roseanne and they're coming out in their little red Alaskan airline shirts, all women to the Shania Twain song. I feel like a woman. I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling all right. Gonna let my hair hang down. You know that song? Um, Maybe if you sung it correctly. I, I don't. That was, no, you yeah, are so I do, no, mean. I do know that song. Yes, that you was know one of, my lips are swollen. It's hard for me to see. <laughs> you can't keep the tune because of the lips. That's very important. No, Nobody's I do. Nobody's ever accused me of being a good singer. I I'm do, just trying to make do sing enough of it where you can know what song. Yes, I'm talking that about. was like her main one. I think. Well, one of her biggest songs. Yeah, and so, but people are like, "This is the dream team." Is this why? A chunk of the plane fell off because we got groups of women. I mean, we're not, you know, I know, I know the legend of Rosie the Riveter, but this was, this, we don't, that we, this is an example of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Why it's going to kill people. Like legit, right? We need to be hiring the best people for jobs. I don't care what they look like. I don't care what their skin color is. I don't care what their parts are. I don't think people should be hired to, because we got to have enough people that don't know and can't decide or think they, have, think they literally can change their sex. We need every industry should only be hiring on the basis of skill and expertise. Then on top of it, there's another viral video of Alaskan Airlines at an airplane at at an I think at an airport somewhere with gate attendants and all these people jumping around in pride flags and doing the LBGT thing it's like is it any wonder that there's no attention right now to the safety because all these industries now and it's and it's coming to your med school too 
is coming to your med school because med schools now, because the medical industry has been corrupted, that we, you know, what was supposed to be based in science is now based in politics to the tune of we actually have um, pediatricians talking to children about their gender and telling them that they can change their gender. That's what's going on. People are going to be mutilated and going to be killed in this country if we don't get, give up the crap of DEI. Can you think of like, any industry or any job where you don't want the best person for that for that job? Yeah, or exactly. I was trying to think of it right now, like as a joke, saying, "Oh, you know, I want the best person to build planes." But when it comes to, I couldn't think of something else. Even even fast food. I mean, you want someone that's not going to. You know, knows that they got to put their hair up at a bun or whatever. It's got to be polite to be, you know, be able to speak the language. Yeah. You know, I don't have a problem with people coming to this country and their accents are really heavy or whatever. But but if you can't commute one time, I was going through a drive through and this Asian person, the accent was so heavy. I literally couldn't understand anything she said. And I kept asking over and over and over. It, you know, that's somebody that, you know, wants to work. I applaud that. That's somebody that needs to be sitting, not communicating, taking orders when, when there's, you have to be able to communicate. Yeah. Just like if somebody had their tongue cut out because they had cancer, which happens to people, that's not somebody that can be taking orders, right? That's not the best person for the job. Yeah. And I don't know if you heard that this exchange that went on between Elon Musk and Mark Cuban. But uh, Elon Musk tweeted out something uh, uh, that was anti-DEI the other day, and Mark Cuban came back and was like, let me lecture you, Elon Musk, about diversity, equity, inclusion, and the value of it in organizations. And he's got all these, you know, bullet points with, you know, items. And Elon Musk just basically is like, get back to me when you have, you know, hired or contracted for a short Asian woman to play on the Mavericks basketball team. Ooh, that was a good one. Good comeback. I mean, it, my, people don't say mic drop anymore, but it was like, okay, there, there's no comeback to that. No comeback to that. And it's typical, you know, these blowhard lefties, you know, want to tell everybody else, right? It, the, the one char- main characteristics characteristic of lefties and communists is hypocrisy. Yeah, it's always do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Could you imagine never, one of them going yeah. into the doctors, they need heart surgery, and they go, you know what? No, I don't want the best doctor. I want a female minority because I wanted mm-hmm. them to have a chance to work on a heart. They're not going exactly. to do that. Right, right. And let me tell you, I, you know, would I ever, if I, you know, was pregnant and going to have a baby, would I ever, you know, um, say, you know, oh, you know, uh, I would want, I would want somebody that under, that respects women and understands women part, women's parts and doesn't think that you can choose to be a woman when you're a biological male. Science has been completely corrupted. Fauci apparently has admitted that there was absolutely no science, although we already knew, no science behind masking and social distancing guidelines. None whatsoever. Finally, finally admitted to it. Yet I still see people driving around. I told, I told this story last week, Sesame, which Sesame, he laughed about it. So I was walking Gator down the street here in La Jolla. 
And Gator is so social. He thinks everybody wants to be his BFF. And I see this lady coming at a distance, nobody around her, and she's got a mask on. And she's walking this weird-looking whippet dog. And you know what the breed, a whippet breed is? Yeah. They're, they they're, look like little weird-looking little greyhounds, yeah, right? Yeah, they're weird-looking. And she's got this, like, this vest on it, right? <laughs> she's walking. And, I'm, and Gator, like, perks up. He's, like, all excited, wagging his tail, thinking he's going to meet a new friend. And I'm like, dude, I, I you know... I got to look out for your welfare. I can't let you interact with this crazy woman and her crazy little weird dog. Okay. She's, she's walking by herself with nobody within a mile and she's got a mask on in San Diego with the amazing weather and fresh air that we have. Look, there's a reason why San Diego had some of the lowest COVID in the nation. And it's because we got outside and got us some vitamin D, even if that crazy kook commie calling himself a Republican, Kevin Faulkner, tried to tell you you couldn't sit on the beach. Don't you have a don't you have a love hate relationship or is it just a hate relationship with Kevin Faulkner? Well remember he was, he was always my perpetual stink of the week. Oh that's right. Two I years. forgot he was your stink of the yeah. week. Well mainly because he, he was one of the one of the reasons we lost the Chargers. Yes. So well did we really lose much though? No, we didn't. I'm I'm happily I mean, I'm far removed, but that was part of my you know, my culture, my family, you know, we tell, yeah. we were third generation Charger fans. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we I mean, I miss them. Stuff, so. I miss them. I, you know, I ended up giving up the NFL. And in fact, I almost got, I, 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 I'm still in recovery. It is a day by day because when I saw that Belichick wasn't with the Patriots anymore, I was, <gasps> you know, let me turn on ESPN. I mean, I could easily get sucked back in yeah. to an ESPN binge, right? And a yeah. whole NFL thing it's 24 um, you know they talk about the 24-hour news cycle well that's definitely when it comes to football even the off season mm-hmm. and stuff there's tons oh, yeah. of news but yeah that's i like college football yeah and you know saban's gone yeah saban fi- finally Very- finally <laughs> he's gone i mean he, he- maybe somebody else can have a chance i mean between nick saban dominating and the georgia bulldogs it's like my my booze down at LSU. We need to we need to have a fighting chance. I'm sure a lot um, of the uh, Tiger fans at LSU were happy mm-hmm. to see Saban gone. Mm-hmm, absolutely, since he abandoned us and went to Bama in the first place. You know, he was our coach. I forgot about that. Yeah, at LSU, yeah. yes, he was. Speaking of booze, though, we're going to take a break. We come back. We might have to talk a little dating here. We might have to shift gears. You know, we got the weekend coming tomorrow. One of the things I'm known for at the station is I I, I might have a history of giving gi- giving some good dating advice. Yeah. So we might t- see you concur with me. We're going to take a little break. We come back. We're going to talk for a few minutes about dating. Stay with us. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. As we are rolling into the weekend, um, I thought we might talk a little bit about dating, okay? Because I saw an, an uh, on X that there's a new dating app out. You know, everybody's allowed to have their own taste, right? <coughs> Um, and apparently, you know, you can have, I don't want to call it a fetish, but, um, there, I don't think that there's anything wrong with having a type. 
right? I don't think it means that you're bigoted if you don't like blonde hair people and you like brunettes. Um, I was always more attracted to dudes with dark hair. Doesn't mean I hate, you know, blonde people. It's just, you know, you, you can have a look. Well, apparently now, Stiff, there is a new app. I can't remember the name of it. I can't find it. I saw it earlier on X. There's an app that helps black men find big white women to date. It's the Burger so King you, app. <laughs> it's not the Burger King oh, app. Oh, okay. It starts with an H. Okay. Huh. Now look. You know, the, you know, it, there was a, back in the '90s. It was uh, the the rage was skinny people, right? Okay, I don't even know if you remember, yeah. but there was this whole waif look, right? Yeah. Which was Johnny Depp's ex. I don't remember her name, Kate Moss. She started the waif look, right? She was the first short model. She was only like five nine, which was short back in the day. Back when we had the glamazons, right? They were all like six one. Um, that was so we've gone from the twiggy skinny being popular now we got you know it and I think it's good I think it's a good thing that you don't have to be a size double zero to be considered attractive right um but I do I do think you know I I, I do think it can get a little cringe when I've seen like on my 400 pound life or whatever where there's men out there that are so into the really big women they'd like you know, enable, you know, life-threatening obesity. That's not uh, good. No, it's not good. It's not good. But just in case you're out there, I just wanted to let you know that my pro another public service announcement for tonight. If you are a man of color and you're looking for a big white woman, allegedly this is the app for you. Um, I, there's apparently a dating app for everybody now. There's a dating app for old people, a dating app for Christians. Farmers. There's, day -day. there's, there's a, a farmer's yeah. farmer date. Yeah. There's a farmer's <clears throat> dating website. Why would farmers need their own? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't I found understand. that very strange. And is there that, that many single farmers and that many, like, you know, women farmers that are looking for men farmers? I, I don't well, know. why wouldn't you just be a dude on a dating app who happens to be a farmer? Why do <laughs> yeah. farmers need their own way? Well, I don't understand that. The same with the one that you're talking about. I don't understand why they need their own one because you can go on an app and you can look at, you know, set your preferences and, and whatnot. So I don't think, you know, I think your best bet if you're going to do a dating app is you do the most popular one and then set your filters to your preference. See, you are a dating app expert, are you not? I, I tried them all, and I had some, you know, I, there was one girl, that girl Amanda, that I dated for almost two years, mm -hmm. and that was yeah. from a dating app, but since then, I've deleted them all. I don't, I don't really? do dating app. No, I don't do them anymore. I, I, I like natural. I like meeting people yeah. in person, and I felt like because I would have, be on the dating app and there'd be a couple matches that I was messaging to or whatnot, that I wasn't so uh, motivated when I was out in public to approach a woman and try to you know, have a conversation. Because in the back of my mind, I go, oh, well, I've got three likes that I can go home later and, and message to. So now that I've gotten rid of all those, I'm more motivated to speak to a woman in public. 
So, and, and I don't want to use the L word. So are you saying that dating apps can make you a little lazy? I think and li- just reliant on technology because because I think that's part of the problem in general with social media apps is you know you know people don't get on the phone and call and have a nice conversation one on one anymore they just throw a text up yeah right and we're not having that face to face good natural human interaction which is one of the reasons why it was so horrendous and horrific those lockdowns that they did to us that did nothing but actually make health matters worse in this country. We as human beings need to have healthy in-person interactions. Socialization, yeah. Yeah, I'm not necessarily opposed to the dating app, but I think that for people that I know where it's worked, it's been like you do the dating app, you do the whatever, um, however it works, because I've never been on one to meet somebody, but then you got to get, you can't be in the trap of just, messaging back and forth you got to meet it meet as quickly as per as possible in person and determine whether or not it's somebody you you want to carry you know forward with yeah a lot of people my understanding these dating apps end up just too much in a cycle of the technology interactions versus in person do you agree yeah no definitely and i mean there's a fine line too i know i've heard from women that go oh you know some guys want to after the first, you know, message, they're like, "Oh, can we meet up tonight?" Or and then I've heard the well, other, that's a booty call. I've heard the other spectrum of that where the girl goes, "Well, I don't want a pen pal. I don't want to keep messaging like ask me out already." So yeah. I think after like three messages, so you gotta plan something. Yeah. So, but I, I think you know it is lazy, but also it's kind of like the feeling of having a lottery ticket. If you're on this dating app and you've got five, six, seven matches that you're starting to talk with or whatnot, you have this fantasy or you have this idea of that I'm going to, you know, one of them's going to work out. Well, if you don't have that and you see somebody in public, you're more likely to talk to them because you don't have yeah. like this, you know, safety net to fall back on of these, right. you know, connections quote-unquote connections on these dating apps so yeah I, i've deleted them and uh you will not see carrot sticks on the apps anymore well good i mean like i said i don't i don't have any moral anything against them i just i i think that i i i'm kind of old-fashioned I, I when i was younger i always had a rule i would never date anybody i met in a bar because they were i my opinion they were all just out looking to get a leg over they weren't looking to meet, you know, um, somebody of quality that yeah. they wanted to have a relationship with. Yeah. And I feel I feel like dating apps for me are kind of the equivalent of an online bar. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I and, agree. And and I don't think that um, my dream man and who the Lord wants for me would be on a dating app. Yeah. Well, I've 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 found a home church finally. Um, I've been going around, you know, different ones. And I used to always say, well, you know, our sister station, Capri's, I hear so many sermons throughout the week that I wasn't going to church. And I would kind of use that as my excuse. Well, I hear so many sermons at work. Well, no, that's not the same. You really need to go be around your Christian brothers and sisters. So I found a home church and I was real excited because there was a couple girls that kind of had my eye on, but I'm Mm -hmm. not necessarily there for that. So my focus is on the Lord and and building my relationship with the Lord first before I Mm -hmm. find someone else. But there was a couple girls I go, oh, I I think they're single. You know, they come by themselves. Well... Then Christmas uh, service happens, Christmas Eve service, and then all of a sudden their significant others are there. 
Ah, yeah. So I, <laughs> my advice for that would be, uh, you know, wait till Christmas service before you ask him out. Because yeah. And I just go, oh, <laughs> thankfully I didn't go hit on him or ask him out. Right. But I go, what the, well, well, these chumps are not even coming every Sunday. I'm well, like, that, I was just going to say, you know, you need to just pray over it. And the Lord's going to have the right person show up there. And it might be one of these chicks because they might. But what's it called? A cre- a creaster? Uh, somebody only goes at church on Christmas, Christmas and, and Easter. Easter. Yeah. Yeah. So they see somebody like you that's there committed and, you know, focus on the Lord first. And I know somebody, my brother actually, who was going to a small church in Poway. And I thought, oh my gosh. And, and, you know, he's never going to meet a gal because he's going to this church of mostly old people. He doesn't go out anywhere, goes to work and goes home, you know, watches Bonanza reruns. And the Lord sent Darlene into that church and they started dating and were engaged within 90 days and have been married now 25 years. Wow. I love it. What a success, success story. Absolutely. And she practically proposed to him at the Jack in the Box drive through Like, you ever going to ask me to marry you or what? Okay. Nice. Yeah. I'd get and her so, all the Jack and Mark's tacos she wanted. Yeah. They do have good tacos, don't they? They are good. Don't be mocking the Jack in the Box taco no, now because uh-uh. there are some people that tease. Uh, those are so yummy. Jack in the Box does need to bring back, though, the fried ravioli, too. I if you never had the that. fried ravioli at Jack in the Box, huh. absolutely phenomenal. All right. Thank you so much, Carrot Stick. Super fun show. Always love having you back with me. Another shout out and prayers for Sesame Broccolini that he gets well. He will be back with us Monday, I hope. But we're going to be back tomorrow night, Friday night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. In the meantime, download the podcast. If you miss any part of the show, email me at andreakshow.com. Love you. Peace out. Keep your head on a swivel.